Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me. You're Will. That's me. Excellent. Mmm. Eggs. You said excellent, right? Mm-hmm. You ever get real hungry? Eggs. You get real hungry? Do you get mad when you get hungry? Yeah, I do. Like real. Like, uh, have you ever actually uttered the words, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse? I don't think I've ever said that. That's that's our parents' thing. That's their, their cliche. I've been so hungry I could eat two horses. Have you actually said that out loud? No. Have you? I don't think I've ever actually said that, because that's dumb. I'm not saying our parents are dumb, but that's a dumb saying. I think the closest I've ever come to that is saying, Ah, damn it, I'm so hungry. Give me some food. Whoa, whoa. Now, now you're getting angry. You're bringing out the beast. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think you're somewhere. I don't get a chicken wing in my, in my belly. I get mad. I think you're getting somewhere around hangry. Yeah, I get there. Would I be so hungry I can't even think straight. I, that's rough when that happens. Like you just everything. Would a beer satiate that? Well, no, but now that we're on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're here, I'm having a hop devil by victory. Ooh, because it's it's because it's the devil season. It, well, it's also a pretty damn good beer. But oh, yeah, sure. yeah. What about you? I am having. I picked this up the other night. Golden Road Brewing Wolf Pup Session IPA. It's IPA not bad. man. Yeah, I like IPAs. Me too. Werewolf pup, you know, werewolf. Kind of. If we want to mm. make connections where there's not really supposed to be any connections, then I'm making them. Well, in my notes, I have this thing connected to a werewolf. Uh-oh. You're talking about a thing. No. Well, I didn't want to say what the thing is, even though not they already know. Probably. Because it's in the title. Yeah, exactly. I almost did my last, the uh, the creepy story on this. Oh, did you? But I didn't want to give anything away. Would have been a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Maybe you could do it next time if the story is creepy enough. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it was okay, but... I want to chill you I, to the bone. No. No? No. But, well, that's our purpose with those stories. Chill yeah, but I don't know. If, have we done that with any of them? Chilling to the bone? It, we may have We may have struck some chords, given you a little tingly down your spine, but chilling to the bone? We haven't got there yet. I don't uh, think. We, got, we did get a tweet that said something about uh, they were scared with the get out daddy is coming did you see that Uh uh-huh yeah that scared me i got chills when i initially read it to pick that story and then when i i actually read it on the episode i got chills it's just a creepy thing little kids saying that kind of stuff yeah yeah what's your daddy gonna do (laughs) they're like chained up to the chair get out daddy is coming all right you don't have to tell me twice i'm out (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i can't save you I'm gone. I don't have any... I can't cut the chains right now. I don't have that kind of power. I didn't bring bolt cutters. Seriously. <laughs> have you ever been so hungry that you're ready to eat your entire family? No. That's a little rough, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit much. If I'm they were gingerbread... Sure. If they were, like, gingerbread cookies, and, like, here's my wife, and here's my two kids, and they were gingerbread cookies, I'd eat them. Like, if you're... Wife and your kids actually made those. And Not if they them. actually were, and, but if there was and like, like a self and like a self portrait kind of situation. Hey, Daddy, look yeah. what I made for you. Look, we're gingerbread cookies. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Yay. Yeah, but I but wouldn't. That would be fine. But you're not going to. Yeah, like if they were sitting in sitting there watching me eat these cookies, like they weren't <laughs> actually the cookies. They like made me the cookies. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll eat them. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you for that. But uh, no. There's 
been some situations in history where people have gotten to that point that yeah. I, I can't fathom getting to a point where we're at a starvation point when you just start snacking on each other. I mean, personally, I haven't been there. I I could probably skip a couple of meals and I I would probably be fine. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> I keep telling people I'm not growing up anymore. I'm growing out. Yeah, me too, man. I remember I graduated high school. I was like, I don't know, 140 pounds. Not now. No. No. My wife just tells me I grew into a man. (laughs) Like, all right. Stop trying to make me feel better. I'm fat. I'll take it. (laughs) That's fine. But what I was getting at is there was a – there's a story. We haven't even said what we're talking about yet. And like you said, it it really doesn't matter because it's in the title. Mm -hmm. But – there was this guy in 1879. He was so they got trapped in their cabin, their home. His story happened in 1875. His name's Swift Runner, and he was a Cree Indian, and he's from around the area of Alberta, Canada. Trying to find the actual story. He suffered from what they ended up calling Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, I saw this. So he went nuts. But but the thing is. He went crazy, and he ended up doing what he did. But he was—he was—it seemed like he was totally chill about the whole thing. He was—he was a trader with the Hudson's Bay Company, and he—he he was married. He was the father of six children, and I—I I believe his mother or her mother was living with them at the time at, on their on their farm or whatever. But the winter of 1878 to 79 must have been horrendous for them to be all stuck together. Did you say he was part of the Cree? Yeah, the he was a Cree trapper, Cree Indian oh, that's tribe. A, that's really interesting because that uh, Wendigo psychosis I read is a disorder that's primarily reported among the Algonquin tribe. Uh, Algonquin. Algonquin. So it's mainly the Algonquin tribe. Yeah, isn't it? I think that's what I read too. It was like an Algonquin folklore thing. Well, I don't know if it's – the psychosis, I don't think, is folklore. Oh, oh. I'm saying and this this Wendigo psychosis mainly affects the Algonquin tribe. So it's interesting that a Cree uh, member, tribesman. Okay. It's interesting that he suffered from it. But go ahead. I, I just just came to me. So I don't know if it's just the just the Algonquin or if it's the Cree or if it's Native Americans in general or really, I think it could happen to anybody. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into that. We'll really get into that. It's actually it's very similar to something else, but I don't know if I want to go into it right now. The, the Wendigo psychosis. I mean, do you want me to talk about it? You want me to say it now? Sure. It's uh it's <clears throat> really similar to something called clinical lycanthropy. You know what that is? Lycan is werewolf. Well, clinical lycanthropy is where a person believes he or she can transform into, has transformed into. Or is a non-human animal, typically associated with mythical lycanthropy, which is when humans physically shapeshift into wolves, ah. aka werewolves. Uh, also, side note, Wikipedia says it's a rare disorder. You don't say. <laughs> this is a rare disorder that people think they are a werewolf. Yep, it's a little bit rare. That's it. It doesn't happen I much. I would say so. <laughs> that we know of. Ooh. Mm-hmm. There's still some, well, I don't know about uncharted, but there's some places that are a whole lot less charted than other places. Yeah. I wonder if uh, the old Google Maps satellite, the old satellite cruises by and they spot some stuff and they're like, nope, never mind. We're just going to smear that spot off the map. No, no, no. I I really wonder if the powers that be at Google and the military, they pan over these places and they're like, oh, no, we cannot. That can't be on Google Earth. We're gonna we're just gonna buff that right out of there. We're just gonna call that part of the Indian Ocean. Nope. I mean, you gotta think honestly. You got Apple Maps. You got Google Maps. They drive around. their street views of all. Are you telling me that none of them have caught anything? Right. Or has nobody ever looked? I'm sure there's a checks and balances, but uh, like they're I mean, just driving down some back road in Minnesota, and they're like, "What the? Was that a Wendigo? We gotta go." <laughs> let's go no 
We can't stay here anymore. Maybe I don't the care window if we don't have the your baby. <laughs> and a whole lot more. <laughs> so Swift Runner. That's a that's a pretty rad Native American name. He's not a rad dude. I'm sure he is fast. <laughs> he probably used to be. I don't know if he had to be too fast when his family was starving to death. But during the winter of eighteen seventy eight to seventy nine, they they were starving along with numerous other Cree families and his oldest son was one of the first to die of starvation during the winter. And that's when old Swift Runner succumbed to the Wendigo psychosis. Though emergency food supplies were available at his place of business, the Hudson's Bay Company, which was 25 miles away. Now, I I think I would suit up if my family was starving to death. 25 miles, let's see. Yeah, uh, from where I am, like this... The city that's down there is about 18 miles. That's where I work. If I had to go a few more miles beyond that, yeah, I'd, I'd make that journey. I think yeah, that's that what be, I would do. That would be like me going to work and back because I would work 13 miles away, so okay. roughly to work and back. Yeah, if my family's starving to death and they're not going to make it, Gonna I'm make doing that journey. That. Yeah. Yeah. Is somebody coming with me? Doesn't matter. Don't care. Uh, I'll make that journey. But I'm gonna, I'm dying before they do. Yes, they're going to be chewing on me before I'm chewing on them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it ever came to that sort of catastrophe, they can have me before I would even remotely entertain that thought. Well, you can't say that yet. You might get possessed by a Wendigo. You never know. Don't do that to me. Just like fight or flight, man. You never know until it happens. You're telling you me I'm going to look at my kids like they're gingerbread cookies. <laughs> You're already looking at your kids like they're gingerbread cookies. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> no. My son would be very like sour cookies. and my daughter would be rotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. They're good kids. They're good kids. <clears throat> That's why you got to eat junk food so you don't taste good to somebody else. Did, yeah. you ever watch, did you ever watch the Hannibal show that was on a few years ago? No, but we talked about this in one of our last episodes. Yeah. I don't know. Which I don't was... remember why. I don't. I don't know. But he would eat the ones, he would be more attracted to the ones that were more fit, that didn't eat so much junk. Mm -hmm. Or he would, since he was the uh, therapist, I think he would persuade them that way. And then, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> Those aren't pork chops. <laughs> They're people chops. Oof. <laughs> So old Swift, Swift Runner, whatever his name is. Swift Runner. He, uh, what did he do? He succumbed to the Wendigo psychosis, and he ate his oldest son after he died, supposedly. But rather than going after those supplies, he just killed the remaining members of his family and ate them too. Wow. Isn't that awesome? His wife, <clears throat> she was looking at him like, oh, there's Swift Runner over there. Why didn't I marry old lazy fat son of a bitch man <laughs> instead of Swift Runner? He's too fast for us. He murdered his wife and family and cooked and ate their flesh. Ugh. Oh, my God. It's, just, it, it's disgusting. I know there was another part of this where he, oh, uh, oh, during during the winter, he ate his family. All these traits endeared him to his people. Oh, during the winter, I went to go. Eight Swift Runner's family. So that's what he told people. Swift Runner was a Cree hunter and trapper from the country north of Fort Edmonton. He was a big man, over six feet tall, and well-liked. He was mild and trustworthy, a considerate husband, and very fond of his children. A little too fond of his children, as events proved. All of these traits endeared him to his people and to the traders of the Hudson's Bay Company. But this was not enough to allay suspicion when he returned from his winter camp in the spring of 1879 without his wife and without his family. When he could not give a satisfactory account of their whereabouts, his in-laws became worried. They decided to tell the Northwest Mounted Police, who had then been in the West for just five years. So they only had uh, a police force for five years at this point. So uh, he, like, he gets back to town, and he's like, well, I thought they were here. They left a week ago. They said they <laughs> yeah. were here. They sent a smoke signal and everything. I thought they were here. Yo, uh, Mr. Runner, where's where's your wife, man? I don't know. And they're like, hey, are you hungry? Like, no, I'm stuffed. <laughs> I am yeah, stuffed. I'm fed up with people. Where's my wife and kids? They said they were here. <laughs> well, we haven't seen them since they left with you. Five months ago. Like, All right, guys, I'm going to change my name from Switch Runner to Old Bloated Belly now. <laughs> <laughs> so Inspector Xavier Gagnon 
was given the task of investigating Swift Runner's behavior. He and a small party of policemen accordingly trekked out to the trapper's camp. Swift Runner obligingly showed the mounted police a small grave near his camp. He explained that one of his boys had died and was buried there. So Gagnon and his detachment opened the grave and found the bones undisturbed. That, however, did not explain the human bones scattered around the encampment. Gagnon produced a skull, which Swift Runner willingly told him was that of his wife. Without much prodding, Swift Runner revealed what had happened to the rest of his family. At first, Swift Runner became haunted by dreams. A Wendigo spirit called on him to consume the people around him. The spirit crept through his mind, gradually taking control. Finally, he was Wendigo, and Swift Runner no longer. Then the Wendigo killed and ate Swift Runner's wife. This accomplished, the Wendigo forced one of Swift Runner's boys to kill and butcher his younger brother. While enjoying this grisly repast, the spirit hung Swift Runner's infant by the neck from a lodgepole and tugged at the baby's dangling feet. It was later shown that he had also done away with Swift Runner's brother and his mother-in-law, though he acknowledged that she had been a bit tough. <laughs> so his mother-in-law put up a fight. <laughs> Did he mean the meat was tough? That's not how I took it immediately. Oh. But <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, she's a little bit chewy. Uh, <laughs> you guys got a toothpick? <laughs> he, he had a nice, uh, he had a tenderizer a little bit. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> gross! You're disgusting. Stop it. Me? <laughs> <laughs> so the revolted mounted have... police party hauled Swift Runner and the mutilated evidence back to Fort Saskatchewan. The trial began on August 8th, 1879. The judge and jury did not view the Wendigo idea in the same light as the Cree. They saw Swift Runner as a murderer, and the trapper made no attempt to hide his guilt. Stipendary Magistrate Richardson quickly sentenced him to be hanged. What are you going to say? I just – I had a quick question. So he got back to town, wherever, the their village or whatever. They go back. And he find bones. Would it be bones already? That like that soon? You're right. It was a harsh winter, so everything's pretty locked up. Yeah. But, so why did they? I mean, they found bones, and they were like, uh, "What's going on here, guy?" Yeah, because they were bones. And then this doesn't say it for some reason. I know I read it someplace else, or I heard it on some other podcast. But they did find tooth marks on the bones. And the bones were hollowed out. So my man, Swift Runner, just licked all the meat off, just scraped down to bare bone and sucked out the marrow of his family. Ah, uh, look. That's, that's effed to the max. Honestly, I hope <laughs> it was a Wendigo. <laughs> because that's, I hope he got possessed by a Wendigo. Because that's disgusting. Like, well, he dude, wasn't just satisfied with the meat. He was like... <sighs> Like, sucking the marrow out of the bones? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. Then he just rolls into town in spring, like, yo, what's up? It's time to get back to work, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, yo, Swifty, where's where's the kids? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, old pork chop and uh, sirloin, they're... <laughs> you know, what'd, you, what, yeah, what'd you call them? What'd you call them? Oh, uh, oh, little bear and uh, light feather. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Pork chop and sirloin. Who said you said that? I didn't say that. What? <laughs> this is disgusting. Why are we joking? Gotta find the light, man. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> the sentence presented a problem. The police had never before conducted an ex execution because they'd only been there for five years. Although the Hudson's Bay Company had once hanged an employee for murder, this was, for all intents and purposes, the first formal execution in Western Canada. Staff Sergeant Fred Bagley, a force a force bugler, was put in charge of the arrangements. A gallows was erected like they like they had nothing. They had to build all this crap up from nothing. Like had, this is the first major case, like any other time. Like yo, uh, Running Brook, why did you why'd you steal <laughs> why'd you steal tall tree stuff, man? Don't do that. Now you gotta you're penalized. You gotta start paying his stuff back. But no, this dude straight up ate his family. A gallows was erected within the fort enclosure at Fort Saskatchewan, and an old army pensioner named Rogers was made hangman. On the appointed morning, a bitterly cold December 20, so it was an entire year later, they finally decided to hang him. Swift Runner was led to the scaffold. Standing over the trap, the unrepentant cannibal was given the opportunity to address the large crowd that had gathered. He openly acknowledged his guilt and thanked his jailers for their kindness, then berated his guard for making him wait in the cold. Seriously? Dude, you got no room to talk. 
I mean, if I'm you're going to die anyway, you might as well go out screaming, like, uh, screw you, and I hate you, and your mustache sucks. <laughs> and I'm cold, kill me already. <laughs> Nevertheless, the mounted police must have accomplished their first execution well enough. More experienced spectator, a California 49er named Jim Reed, commented, that's the prettiest hanging I ever seen, and it's the 29th. <laughs> What constitutes a purdy hanging? I don't know. You done did good, guys. You done did good. Wow, Who's the guy man. Is? Old Jim, old Jim Reed. Nowadays, we view as psychosis what the Cree thought to be the work of a Wendigo spirit. At one time, in the belt of Parkland that borders the northern plains, it was far from being a rare phenomenon. Usually, the symptoms were the same as those displayed by Swift Runner, and one way or another, most of the afflicted Wendigos met similar violent death. Well, good. So, yeah. It's weird, like, it started off, originally the Wendigo was said to be, like, a spirit, like a paranormal yeah. spirit or whatever, and then it turned into where it was a physical beast in folklore. It went from being something that'll possess you for being, so they said, like, if you turn to cannibalism at all, even if you did, if it was absolutely necessarily necessary, you would turn into a Wendigo. Then it got to a point where it was a physical beast in the forest. You know what this beast looks like? It looks like all kinds of things is what I saw. Well, the, predominantly, main, the main thing I saw said it's a thin giant, about 14, 15 feet tall. Some accounts vary slightly, uh, such as the Wendigo has a stag's skull for a head. Those pictures are scary as F. Yeah. Um but it's it's pretty much agreed on that they also the stag skull I think that's not as common but it oh. says that they have glowing eyes long yellowed fangs and yellow t- or and long tongues sorry I can't even read my notes um they're mostly said to have a yellowish skin while others say they have matted hair or decaying skin so it's a 15 foot tall beanpole like skinny as hell with its skin falling off and giant yellow fangs. This thing is wild. I Yeah. I'm not going to go wander. Stay out of the forest already. Just don't go in there. Like, does this thing wander through towns? Well, what I saw said, no, it stays in the forest or whatever. Forest. Except for a little later on, I think it was nearby a town in Minnesota. I think Rosano or something like that. But that's that's the physical manifest manifestation of the Wendigo, according yeah. to according to that. Yeah, it's not just the Algonquins either. They're also their neighbors, the Iroquois. Yeah, they had a beast they called Stonecoat, which is basically the Wendigo. They just called it something different. It's like something. calling a, a soda and a pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's the same thing. Just called different names. We're gonna see. Oh, there's a whole whole list of them. Um, it's known by several names: Windigo, W I N D I G O, Witigo, W I T I G O, Witiko, W I T I K O, and Witigo, W E E T E E G O. Each of them roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. <laughs> yeah. The wrestler. <clears throat> I'm talking about the wrestler. It. That's what it's really after is the guy that has the, the sock puppet. I didn't like the sock puppet, so <laughs> eat him up. You know what I'm saying? At least take the hand. Get rid of the sock puppet. Take the hand off. The whole thing. He'll just use his other hand or his foot. He yeah, that's where a damn hand. sock's supposed to go, on your foot. <laughs> Putting eyeballs on it. Get out of here. Why don't you just talk? Stop talking with your hand. And then they choke him out with the, with the sock. Seriously? <laughs> Get out of here. Did you know it said that a Wendigo, they're so hungry for human flesh that they can never be satisfied. No matter how much they consume, they're still hungry and require more. That's crazy. Even though they are such a, a gaunt creature, the, the skin is just, like you said, it was a beanpole. This mm-hmm. is the skinny thing that can never be satiated. Well, interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, according to folklore, the the more human flesh a Wendigo consumes, the larger the creature grows. So that's how it gets the giant stag head. And so the, dude, so this... the, skin, the skin becomes super thin and 
like decaying, but I take it as it's growing too large for its skin. Oh, so it's growing out of the skin. The skin is stretching because it's growing out of the skin. Yeah, that's why the skin is so thin and... Like a crab pulling itself out of its, its yeah. shell. Yeah, it's molting. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But it this sounds like this sounds like an RPG character. Like it just gets more badass as the more it eats. <laughs> it, it the experience points are going through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. Because I also that it says it's believed they get stronger as they age. They can manipulate other creatures of the forest and make them attack their victims and they can control the weather. They what? can even call upon darkness during the day as they grow older and stronger. What the hell is this thing? Like it's, it's got all the powers. This is it's way overpowered. We got yeah. we got to nerf it. We got to nerf the Wendigo. Yeah, it, it, I mean <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> you got to get all the noobs to gang up on this level. Uh, I don't know nine thousand ninety nine whatever nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine player and take them out. We got to get a lot of noobs. Take them out. Yeah, because he can make squirrels attack. He can make the deer. The deer comes up. It looks friendly, and then bah, 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 he starts stomping you out. <laughs> and then he's got the weather. Go, like nothing huh? else. He, somehow you take out all the deer, you take out all the squirrels and the woodland creatures. He's still got the weather. Yeah, you're out on a nice hike. He makes it rain. You're like, oh shit, just ruin my day. Wendigo is coming. We got yeah. the Wendigo the fuck out of here. <laughs> We should when to go to a break. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. <laughs> I love it. We need to right. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll see you guys afterwards. Here we went to go. <laughs> so glad we got all the puns for this one. It's so easy. It is. It All the words are there. Like, a when to go ate my baby. <laughs> that one... <laughs> When to go to a break? I don't know. When do you want to go to a break? <laughs> Let's get out of hand. So, did you know Wendigog, which is the plural of Wendigo, they're said to be extraordinarily strong, can heal their bodies and regenerate when wounded, like Wolverine, have heightened senses, which make them excellent hunters, and can even mimic a human voice? Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. So, they're like, no. help me, help me. Help me. You got there, they're like. And he's like. Powers up. He's just ready for the next one because you can never get hungry if you're a Wendigo. Just keeps going. Uh, legend has it that Wendigo was once human and transformed into a Wendigo once the human resorted to cannibalism, even if it was to survive. Like I said earlier, so you're just a normal guy. You got to survive. You eat your body. Boom, Wendigo. You got the heart of the Wendigo. Yeah. Your Wendigo gone. What? Like, what if he's dead? And the only way for you to survive is to eat his leg. You turn into a Wendigo. Is there a line there? Like, you if you kill them and then eat them, then your Wendigo gone, or if they have already succumbed to starvation and the elements, I mean, well, it's if you're still going, would it be cool to die on their protein? I would say no, because it says once the human resorted to cannibalism, even if it was to survive. So even if that person died, it's still cannibalism. So you're talking about uh, who are they? the Donner Party? Yeah, I was trying to think of it. I kept <laughs> wanting to say Dahmer, something about Dahmer. Oh, hold on, but I was saying, well. <laughs> Him do, <laughs> but that, that leaves yeah. me. I've been thinking since we've been doing research on the Wendigo and all this cannibalism stuff. I've been thinking. I don't know. Maybe Dahmer was. Maybe he succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. I thought you were going to say maybe you were interested in it. Oh, uh, we could get into that no, story. I mean, maybe you were interested in cannibalism. Uh, no. <laughs> so, I like beef. I don't really like fish. I like chicken, pork. That's good. I don't like people. Pretty sure I don't like people. I'm not. I'm okay with not trying people. I yeah, could go to I my grave. I go to my grave not not snacking on somebody. And it's probably the better choice. I yeah, applaud you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, another way you can turn it into a Wendigo 
How? Uh, well, it says the the first one to go was created from a warrior who made a deal with the devil in order to save his tribe and bring on peace. He was then transformed into a Wendigo and was banished from his tribe. And isn't that just like the devil? Just doing things so ironically. Like, I'll save your tribe, but you're screwed. Yeah, your tribe's good, but you're out later. Now you're yes. a Wendigo. Now all you want to do is eat your tribe. That's a, that's messed up. That's, that's, that's like some Wishmaster stuff. All right, I wish my people would survive today. All right, you got it. Crack. All right, you're the one to go. You go save your people in the way you think, and then turn around and come back and eat your people. No, hold on a minute. Yeah, it's like a genie. Yeah. Like a genie. If you're not very careful with your wish, you're getting screwed. Did you see the Wishmaster movies? No, I didn't. The guy who played Freddy Krueger, Robert England, he, he, I, I think he was the Wishmaster Jin, the genie, mm-hmm. for a couple of those movies, but it was some, <coughs> like, heinous, be careful. It was a crazy be careful what you wish for. Ah, I, I just wish something would happen to this person. Okay. They get crushed by some sort of sign or something. Like Final Destination. Yeah, like Final Destination, but this Wishmaster granted it. And then they're like, no, 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 don't kill anybody else, don't kill anybody else. No, that's not how it works. you got to finish the wishes. Weird. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's a pretty crazy movie. Was, Isn't a djinn a Japanese genie? Maybe. No lamps involved? I don't know. But I do know that some people say the human is still alive inside of the Wendigo and resides where the heart is or where the heart should be. And uh, some people say that when you kill a Wendigo, you also kill the human. But others, they believe that the human is saved once you kill the creature. Do you know how to kill a Wendigo? Uh, well, from that, you got to stab it in the heart, which is killing the person. Yeah. I mean, maybe even if you stab it in the heart, the human still lives. Just the Wendigo dies, and the human's like, oh, you saved me. <laughs> um, some Some people say you can only kill it with fire. But others say it can be killed with silver weapons, either staked in the heart with something silver or shot with silver bullets. So basically, it's a cross between Dracula and a werewolf. <laughs> it's a Dracula wolf. But it powers up like an RPG uh, character. Yeah. The uh, people of the uh, Essenboin, Ojibwe, and Cree tribes performed right. a dance called the Wittekak. Kansimuin, or Wendigo-like dance, to ward off evil spirits. I think I did see that 30-letter word. Yeah, it's W-I-H-T-I-K-O-K-A-N-S-I-M-O-O-W-I-N. I gotta be honest with you, I'd be afraid to do that dance. Like, what if it attracted them? Like, what if you're out there dancing like a Wendigo, and he, he like, it's like mating season, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he comes out like, look at all these fine Wendigos. And everybody thinks it's part of the dance. Woo! Yeah. Man, this show is amazing. I mean, I don't know if they have to mate. It just, I don't think so. I think they just come into being. But I'd still be afraid to dance like one. Right. You don't want to make fun of that. Yeah, like, like what if he want... came out and he started dancing with you? Like, you're doing a Macarena? <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, that's a real one. That's a real one. Right next to me, that's a real one. And they're like, ah, oh, it's a great show. You're doing great. Keep going. It's like the <laughs> the dancing mania from like 1500s or whatever it was back in mass hysterias. Like everybody's just keep dancing, keep dancing. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened back then. They had a Wendigo back then, and they just kept dancing. So the Wendigo kept dancing. I don't know. I know my parents have always told me, you know, don't play with crutches. Don't play with wheelchairs because you're going to end up needing crutches. You're going to end up being in a wheelchair. Yes. Don't play, don't play with somebody's glasses. You're going to end up needing somebody's glasses. Like yes. don't dance with, don't dance as a Wendigo. You're going to end up being a Wendigo. Exactly. Don't play with that. No. Just like you don't play with the Ouija board. No. <laughs> you know, you don't you get in a fire, wheelchair. You play with fire, you're going to pee your bed. I don't know what the correlation is there. If you play with fire, you're going to pee your bed. <laughs> That's what my parents told me. <laughs> They just didn't want you to play with fire. And they didn't want us to pee our beds. And we didn't do any any of them. When, when? <laughs> when to go. <laughs> when to go, when to go. But the so you remember go... I told you... What? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you remember uh, I told you that they saw them in Minnesota? It's like Rosal, Minnesota? Yeah. Well, 
Every time it would appear, a mysterious death accompanied. I didn't see much about it. I didn't see how the deaths happened, if they wandered off and died, if they just mysteriously died in their bed. But every time they would see it, boom, someone died. That's no good. I would say not. So the Wendigo can manifest in everything so far we've been talking about pretty physically. Once you become a Wendigo, you go full Wendigo. You just somehow you start transforming and all that. But Wendigo is also some kind of idea, isn't it? Like some a kind of concept. Spirit. What do you mean? Like gluttony and all that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how to say this without revealing my final thought. <laughs> On the, you know you what I mean? Need, don't do final no. thoughts yet. Don't do final thoughts yet. We still got to no. talk about. Right. That Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know how to reveal what I think about the gluttony and cannibalism and all that without revealing my final thought well good let's not do that let's uh get into a potential for one of the more modern cases of a wendigo attack you ready to do that yeah uh, real quick before we tell the story uh, i just want to mention a few things that a wendigo has been portrayed in okay um modern times uh shows like charmed sleepy hollow haven Supernatural. It shows up in Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the the book. It even shows up in Fallout seventy six. Really? And a game called Until Dawn. I did not know all that. Yeah, but in Fallout seventy six and Until Dawn, they look more like I don't know if people know what the rake is, but they look more like the rake, which the is smaller, a, like a smaller version. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's not fifteen feet. It's not fifteen foot tall. This one's it's a noob. Yeah, but it's it, yeah, like he hasn't eaten enough people to get big yet. <laughs> so, anyways, so, so you want to move on to this uh, hashtag true crime? Uh oh, you said it, didn't you? <laughs> We're in it. We're in a baby. Not like anything else we haven't talked about was actually true crime. Uh, Unit I mean, seven thirty one. There was some heinous shit going on with Operation Paperclip. It's all true. It's all true. This is all crimes. Crimes happened. They're all true crimes. But this Pizzagate, one... won't say it's true, but... Yo, hey. Somebody, uh... <laughs> people went to jail and... Ooh, Epstein. Is he alive? He's not. Officially. Ooh, interesting. We might hey. have to revisit oh. this. Oh. Well, first of all, <clears throat> let's talk about the murder of Tim McLean. Oh. Oh, yeah. Young Mr. McLean. 22-year-old Canadian man. Was he only 22? Yeah, he was only 22. You know, oh, I didn't see that. He was uh, he was in, yeah, I believe he was coming from Edmonton because he was there as a, is this a derogatory term, a carny? I don't know. I put he was a carnival worker. All right. Not unlike a, yes, completely unlike a sex worker, but we are trying to be politically correct here. <laughs> I feel like being a carnival worker would be fun. You just unless you take, you like work one of the rides where someone dies on. You don't want any of those spinning rides. You just want to you want to run the games, not the darts. That's a bit some stabby stuff. Yeah. Ski ball. You don't run ski ball. Or like maybe like the gravitron, because even if that thing you. breaks down, people aren't flying off the side. Like oh, you're, you're way to jinx it for everybody else. I'm not getting on any more gravitrons. Gravitron? Graviton? Who? Read it. I don't know, but the thing is fun. I swear they used to go faster, though. Have you been on one in recent times? Uh, I haven't been on one in years. I haven't been the to last a time, I haven't even seen a carnival in years. The last time I was on uh, a Gravitron, is that what they are? That's what I call it. You know how when you're inside, the centrifugal force will force the seats like they're on rollers. So it will force the yeah. seats to go up. And right. then you can, you can barely reach your hand out because it's so much centrifugal force holding your hand back. Right. But I swear, on the last couple that I've gotten on, on just local carnivals, the seat didn't even go up. Like, you didn't roll back. What? Like, I didn't go off my feet or nothing. So I'm, think they're, I think they're settling down on the speed of those. Honestly. Maybe they didn't put it together very well. And they knew. <laughs> they're just missing they're a like, couple gears. Li- listen, Chucky, you don't go over six, okay? You, you don't want it to go over six on the speed. Just keep it. Keep it around six. If you go to eight, we're going to have some troubles. He's like, I don't know what a six looks like, but this backwards three here, <laughs> this backwards E looks like a three. I don't know. 
I'll put it right there. Yeah, and everyone's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> everyone's just like standing up. Like, what? I'm getting a little bit dizzy, but that's it. So anyway, that's what Tim was doing. That's what young Mr. McLean was doing in Edmonton. And he was done with that gig. So he got on a Greyhound bus and headed home to Winnipeg. Wait, yeah. He was on his, he was on his way home to Winnipeg. But they were probably three quarters of the way around Portage La Prairie when they picked up another passenger on one of their one of their stops. It's a long trip from Edmonton to Winnipeg. Very long. So they, they stopped to take a break and that's when a Vince Wei Guang Lee got on the bus. Oh no wait. He got on the bus before that, didn't he? And 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 Porter's La Prairie is when is when the incident happened. He got right. on the bus before that. Then when they took a break, he moved back to set next to Tim, who was just was minding his own business back there, just one seat in front of the restroom, and everything was hunky dory. I saw that he sat towards the front, and before they even pulled off from that stop, he moved towards the back. Uh, maybe that's yeah, that's probably what happened because. I, I mean, I could be wrong. The article that I got my stuff from, it's uh, all that's interesting dot com slash Vince dash Lee by Katie Serena. So I don't know. It could be wrong. It might be right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll read directly from Murderpedia for a minute here. The incident took place near Portage La Prairie, Manitoba, near a trip uh, during a trip from Edmonton to McLean's hometown of Winnipeg. At 12.01 a.m. on July 30th, 2008, Tim McLean, a carnival worker, was returning home to Manitoba after working at a fair in Alberta. He departed Edmonton on board Greyhound Bus 1170 to Winnipeg via the Yellowhead Highway through Saskatchewan. Canada is big. He sat at the rear, one row ahead of the washroom. Washroom? All right. At 6.55 p.m., the bus departed from a stop in Erickson, Manitoba, with a new passenger, Vince Wei Guang Lee. Lee, described as a tall man in his 40s with a shaved head and sunglasses, originally sat near the front of the bus but moved to sit next to McLean following a scheduled rest stop. Mm. McLean barely acknowledged Lee, then fell asleep against the window pane, headphones covering his ears. It's a long trip, man. You got to put your Walkman on. Or uh, it was 2008, so he probably had an iPod of some sort. Yeah, ten, probably. Ten years ago. What do you think he was listening to? Mm. Ace probably, of Base. Oh, my <laughs> Well, right there, didn't you? I don't know. 2008. He saw the sign and he fell asleep to it. Maybe some, like, M&M? Car- uh, carnival worker? Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds about right. Yeah, I could see that. According to witnesses, McLean was sleeping with his headphones on when the man sitting next to him suddenly produced a large knife and began stabbing McLean in the neck and chest. The attacker then decapitated McLean and displayed his severed head to other passengers outside who had fled the bus in horror. So the bus driver's like, what in the hell is going on? Pulled over, and and things wore all – it was already nuts. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. It's horrific. The driver and two other men attempted to rescue McLean but were chased away by Lee, who slashed wildly at them from behind the locked bus doors. Lee then went back to the body and began severing other body parts and consuming some of McLean's flesh. <sighs> I mean, look. It's a long bus ride. He might have got bored. He had to do something, right? He didn't have his Sudoku book. And he said, you know what? I'm going to eat this guy. I'm pretty sure I've never gotten that bored. No? That I'm like, huh, well, I could either carve tic-tac-toe in the back of this bus seat or chew on this guy for a while. You're telling me you've never been on a train and you looked at that guy and said, you know what? He looks tasty and I'm bored. <laughs> I just want a little nibble. Mm, yum, yum. He took way more than a little nibble. A lot, yeah. It was, uh, it was so rough. So the other issue was he, the police were so freaking far away. It's Canada. That place is huge. They had I to know. Dodge moose. <laughs> I mean, they were sliding on all. It just, it's crazy that they, the cops were just insanely far away. This was only 2008. And they're that far away that it took them hours to get to this incident. Look, I saw that it took them four hours. The people outside watched Lee 
four hours go on his rampage, decapitating McLean, holding his head up, like just cutting him up, throwing his body parts around. Like it looks like like a wild uh, gorilla. There was no place for these people to go. They got off the bus and there's there's nothing around. They can't just hustle down to the to the nearest diner. There was no nearest diner. No. They you just can't go to Seven Eleven. You can't go to Seven Eleven and get some taquitos. No. No. They were. They had to sit there and witness this insanity. Like it just. Ugh, ugh. So, so, so at eight thirty p.m., the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So did they actually ride some some elk in there? They ride some moose in there. Is that what took them so long? They mounted up some moose and. They're like, hey, oh, hey, <laughs> what's going on here, eh? I oh, see man. that man over there. He's eating some flesh. Is that normal? <laughs> so slow. Man, he doesn't even have maple syrup for him. C-word pod's going to be so mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny. No, This, this mom is, is deranged right now. They arrived to find the suspect still on board the bus, being prevented from escaping by another passenger. The bus driver and truck driver who had provided a crowbar and a hammer as weapons. The other passengers were huddled at the roadside, some of them crying and vomiting. As the suspect had earlier attempted to escape by driving the bus away, the driver had engaged the emergency immobilizer system, rendering the vehicle inoperable. So, dude was just going to drive away. You know what? I mean, why not? What else are you going to do? I guess. I mean, like, were the cops there yet? No, not at this point. right. So, I mean, you got a bus driver, you got random people, you just got full, you just, all right, I'm going He's out like, for a drive. Well, I got to get out of here, man. I got to, I got to work this off. I'm, I'm fed up with Tim. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Witnesses had observed the suspect stabbing and cutting McLean's body and carrying McLean's severed head. He was just, just, just carrying him around his head. Yeah. He's like walking around like, does this entertain you? No, it doesn't, dude. Stop. Please stop. It's enough. By 9 p.m., the police were in a standoff with the suspect and had summoned special negotiators and a heavily armed tactical unit. For real? The suspect taunted police alternately pacing the length of the bus and cutting and defiling the corpse. Look, so the whole time he was just like, you can't get me. (laughs) You still can't get me. What do they mean by defiling the corpse? I think he was just steadily cutting pieces off. I don't. Oh, are okay. you? I didn't know what they meant like raping it. You really twisted the story, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's just when I think of defiling a corpse, I think of that. Is that what? That's not what they meant. I don't think are so. You, Maybe. I don't know. So if a freaking window go got a hold of Vincent Lee, it was just on display. It was yeah crazy. Yeah, he went nuts. Police officers then observed Lee eating parts of the body. Meanwhile, the stranded passengers were transported from the scene to be interviewed at the Brandon RCMP detachment, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. RCMP officers reportedly heard Lee say, I have to stay on the bus forever. He, Why? Yeah, at this point, like, that that's just that's just where he lives now. He's just on the bus. He can't go anywhere. It's just, it's just his life now. <laughs> it's like a, like a buffet for him. Ooh. I don't know how I don't know how long it would last. He's got all kinds of goodies in there. He's got Oof. he's got ribs. Come on, rump roast. <laughs> we're assholes. It's we're we're not. I mean, we're making jokes just to make it lighthearted. Lighter, but ugh, it was, for a dark horrible, story, for a horrible. disgusting thing that happened to a poor innocent man. <clears throat> on July thirty first, two thousand eight, at one thirty a.m., the suspect attempted to escape from the bus by breaking through a window. The RCMP arrested Lee soon afterward. He was tasered twice, handcuffed, and placed in the back of a police cruiser. Parts of the vic- this is the part that's really messed up. Parts of the victim's body, placed in plastic bags, were retrieved from the bus, while his ear, nose, and tongue were found in Lee's pockets. I mean, you never stuffed some tater tots in your pocket. I've stuffed tater tots, but I've never been like, I got your nose. I'm sticking it in my pocket. <laughs> I got your nose. Forever. Oh, God. And it's tasty. The victim's eyes and a part of his heart were never recovered and are presumed to have been eaten by the accused. He got so far into him, he got to his heart. Your heart's behind your ribcage. I thought I saw 
his eyes and his whole heart were never found. That's what I said. His eyes. Oh, I said a part of part of his heart. Uh, Like I said, I mean, mine could be wrong. Yours could be wrong. Mine could be right. Yours could be right. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. So messed up. Why do you think he went for the eyes? You think they're like nice and squishy? Like grapes? That eye jelly. I got to tell you. It's got that eye jelly. If I'm eating a person, that's the last thing I'm eating. The eye jelly? It just seems so gross. I've never seen it, but but my wife has. Eye jelly? <laughs> yeah. When I when I broke my eye, came came right out. It was, it was right there on display. <laughs> yeah. Seems... At 10 a.m., Greyhound representatives took the other passengers to a local store to replace their clothes, which remained on the bus. They arrived in Winnipeg at 3:30 p.m. that day to be reunited reunited with family members and friends. Good lord. Hmm. So messed up. They finally got, like, it was an entire day for these people. I mean, would you have trouble sleeping if you were a passenger on that bus? No, I'm pretty sure I, I would not. It would have been nightmares for a long, long time. Pretty sure that I read someplace one of the officers there committed suicide later in life after, due to this incident. Due to this incident? Yeah, like he, this dude never, ever got over it. And, I mean, would you? I don't know. Like, I've dealt with some, like, weird stuff at work. And, but not not anything like this. No. And, I mean, right now I'm good. But if I witnessed this, I really don't know. I really don't know what I'd be like. You'd have to go in there and, if you were one of the police officers, then you would have had to enter the bus to take notes on this scene oh yeah yeah photographs evidence all that yep interview all the witnesses speaking of that um witness accounts garnett caton a 26 year old seismic driller who sat one row ahead of mclean described hearing a blood curdling scream saying i turned around and the guy sitting right behind me was standing up and stabbing another guy with a big rambo knife right in the throat repeatedly like, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna call a knife a Rambo knife, that that's a real knife. <laughs> that's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Canada, Australia. What's the difference? I don't know. A little bit. Climate. Kinda. Snakes. S- snakes. Crocodiles. There's no crocodiles in Canada, probably. Right. That's the difference. Oh, damn it. Where is it? Oh, here we go. The week following the attack. So at some point, Greyhound Canada was running these advertisements, the slogan on their buses. It took them a week after this attack to decide that they were pulling this series of nationwide advertisements, which included the slogan, there's a reason you've never heard of bus rage. <laughs> I think Vincent Lee took that as a challenge. <laughs> he said, hold my beer. <laughs> He went nuts. He went off the freaking reserve. He was all the way off the reserve. Nobody could get to him. I'm kind of confused with with the whole thing, though. The RCMP couldn't get to him. Like, at this point, they knew there was no saving Tim. Why didn't they just shoot Vincent Lee to Kingdom Come? Get rid of him. It's Canada. Canada. They don't have guns, do they? The RCMP? Yeah, I don't think they have guns. They might. I don't know. But I know, I mean... I know their their gun laws are very strict. In the UK, I don't think their police have guns. Really? It's yeah, just, I don't think so. It's just um, non-lethal. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't. I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert. I don't know. You should be. God damn it. I know what the. <sighs> Uh, another witness said, uh, Stephen Allison, he said that McLean fought his attacker, providing other passengers with the opportunity to get off the bus. So, I mean, go Tim? Did he try to get off? No, no, no. McLean, like he was fighting with, Tim McLean was fighting with Vincent Lee. Oh. And so this guy thinks that was an opportunity for the passengers to get off. Tim was actually attempting to be a hero. Oh. Uh. In a sense. So he fought with them to let everyone else get off. Yeah. Or to save his own effing life. I mean, that's probably more like it. Like, I'm not thinking, if I'm getting stabbed, I'm not thinking, everybody get off the bus, get off the, no, I'm thinking, get the, get the hell off of me. Yeah. 
I gotta be. I'm not thinking about anybody else, but saving my own damn life. Exactly. I mean, it's possible. It's possible he was like, you know what? I'm gonna die. Let me hold this guy. Let everyone get off, and then that's it. I don't know what went through his mind, but I don't know. Um. So Lee's trial commenced on March 3rd, 2009, with Lee pleading not criminally responsible. What? What? You got a bus load of witnesses, and you're like, no, I didn't do it. What? He wasn't criminally responsible. What does possessed. that even mean? He, I mean, I guess. Like, I hope to God you're about to tell us what his psychiatrist did. If not, I got to tell you. Yeah, tell me. So, so he pled not criminally whatever. A psychiatrist on his defense team? First off, how the hell do you defend this monster? There's so many witnesses. Everybody on the bus witnesses. It's got to be so hard to be a lawyer. It's got to be. Because you you literally have to defend people. You're like, I mean, you're walking around with his head, bro. You're guilty, but you got to defend him. Uh, Yeah. So, So anyway, the psychiatrist argued that the attack was because God's voice told Lee that McLean was a force of evil and to execute him. McLean was. Yeah. Now, it's not it. The judge, the judge on this case accepted the diagnosis sent Lee to a mental institution. What? Yeah, he was like, yep, yep, you you weren't in control. I told you to do it, and we'll just send you to a mental institution, no bars. That does not make any sense. He killed a guy. This in like in a horrific fashion, like chainsaw yes. massacre. Is there a, a a level at which you go from an actual criminal who is responsible for what they did to insanity? I so I like don't know. if Lee ha- would have just stabbed him and just let him bleed out in the side of the bus, then he's criminally responsible. But if he started just or did what he did. He's not criminally responsible. The the window god, the Wendigogue, told him it, McLean. It's almost like you, like you got to go way too far. You know what I mean? Like go completely insane all the way. You got to go way way out there. Yeah, like you said, like not just stab him because God told him to. Like stab him, cut his head off, eat his eyeballs, eat part of his heart, hold his head up. Uh, then that. that's too much. Then that's too much. That's too much. Cool. You're insane. Just go to the psych ward. <laughs> no jail. I don't get it. But you know what? Old Vince Lee is a free man. Vince Lee? Vincent Lee. Hmm. Or his Will new Baker? name, Will Baker, is a free man. <laughs> this is how in the hell is he a free man after doing this? Like you said, he went all the way. He went full tilt. Yeah. He didn't just tilt the pinball machine the pinball machine is upside down he didn't just shake it around he flipped it upside down and smashed yeah. it up yeah he went insane and they're like eh you know what maybe god did tell you to do it yeah you gonna do it again uh, no all right good on you you know he was he was only in the uh he was at uh, selkirk mental health center in manitoba for three years and then his doctors was like you know what yeah, he can go outside. He could take supervised visits visit, visits to town. My goodness. And then they slowly started expanding his restrictions to where he could go not just to town. He could go further. And then he could go a little further. Then he could go without supervision. And then on February 10th, 2017, um, I guess he sent a pe- petition to the judge. And uh, the judge was like, yeah. Uh, we're going to release them. No obligations or restrictions. What? So 2017 is when he got fully released, changed his name to Will Baker, and he was a free man. So nobody knows where he is. So seriously, guys, if you're in Canada, if you're in wherever you are, if you know Will Baker, bet him a little bit. huh? Find out who – I mean, does he look like this guy? Look this guy up online. Keep him away. Bring a 10 to a 30-foot pole and just stay away. Yeah, bring a bigger machete than he has. <laughs> or whatever it was. A Rambo knife. That's not a knife. He had a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's. Maybe he was just showing Tim his big cool knife. 
Yeah, it was showing off. Things got out of hand, and Tim headbutted him, and the knife went in his throat. Like Tim's just like cutting an apple with his little pocket knife. He's like, <laughs> "This is a knife." <laughs> Listen to this. You're not gonna effing believe this, Peter. You know Peter, right? Yeah. They actually tried to run an ad in the Portage Daily Graphic following the event, equating the killing of McLean to the way animals are treated. They really jumped on that? They really did. The ad was declined for obvious reasons, but they tried to basically be like, yeah, well, that's how you kill cows. That's how you kill pigs. Peter, you're doing it wrong. ah. Peter, you're doing it wrong. Don't do it like that. I mean, honestly, if this story tells you nothing, it should at the very least tell you judges in Canada are just insane. They're as insane as Lee. He's like, God told him to do it. All right, cool. No jail. You're good. He killed a guy. Then he was in a psych ward. He was in a psych ward for several years. And he's like, yeah, he's good. Just change your name, brother. No, 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 no. He didn't just kill a guy. Like, killing a person is one thing. And then you have remorse. And then you spend the rest of your life in jail thinking about what you've done. No, Vincent Lee ate parts of tim mclean while they were on the bus how can he walk free and if you're will baker please email into <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> psych psych don't do that <laughs> i don't want to know i don't want to hear from will baker no i don't either i don't either man no this is horrible and will baker walks the streets of somewhere right now he left canada two well no he he walked out of there two years ago where did you say it was? Out of the mental, the uh, shelter. He was in Manitoba. Uh, Manitoba. He can get he can get pretty far in two years. Yeah, I mean, look how far the Nazis got. They went to Argentina. <laughs> Quick. That's, that's for another story. Yeah, they went to Antarctica as well. Uh oh, <laughs> things are going crazy. <laughs> so what, we do should think of, what do you think of this Wendigo man? You think you think Vincent Lee was possessed by the Wendigo? I think it's very possible. It seemed like, I mean, he was, I mean, it was very animalistic, very gruesome. You know, he just snapped. Kind of like he just got possessed. So I don't know. I mean, it seems. Was he doing the same work that um, Fiddler was doing? Fiddler and his brother? Some Somehow, there was somewhere in Vincent Lee that he knew old Tim McLean was growing a Wendigo inside him. No. We didn't even talk about Fiddler. Yeah, we did, didn't we? No, I don't think I don't. I think we talked about it during the break, and we never brought it up here. Yeah, we did. Did him we? and his brother? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, but I think we mentioned it during our break. I don't think we actually mentioned it while we were recording. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, 87 year old man, Mr. Fiddler, killed a woman because she was going to be a Wendigo. He killed like 13 of them. And man, his him brother. and his brother, and then ironically, his brother got killed. Because he was turning into a Wendigo. Long story short. And then you made it. So maybe the judge was on the side of the Wendigo hunters. Maybe. Maybe it was like, uh, what's the name, Jack Fiddler? I don't know. All I know is Fiddler. I missed that. Yeah, Jack Fiddler. An OG Cree yeah. chief and medicine man. So, I mean, maybe it was Jack Fiddler's great-great-grandson or whatever. The judge. And he was like, you know what? He is a Wendigo hunter. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. There you go. And uh, as a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. You know, he, he committed suicide, supposedly. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of this pardon. So again, this guy who committed all these murders... Because these people were turning into Wendigos, was going to be pardoned, but he died three days later in jail. So, what is going on with the with the court system in Canada for <clears throat> these people? That uh, I don't know. But this is a wild story. We we got a crazy video that's either a rake or a uh, some sort of manifestation of a Wendigo that we'll share. But I think we're gonna end it here. Yeah. So I mean. What do you think? You think a Wendigo is real, or what do you think about it? I know I don't want to encounter one. No. I don't think I want to go to the northern lands of Minnesota 
and Saskatchewan, I'm good here. I, I'm not going to go hunting Wendigos. Whether they're real or not, I'm going to lean on I don't need to know. <laughs> okay. What about you? i got to be honest with you. I think it's. I think the story is more of a deterrent. Uh, I think the uh, the Native man. Americans, they used it to help prevent cannibalism in the winter when food was scarce. It was used to help prevent gluttony because it was said a glutton could turn into a Wendigo. Can you imagine if it was called like Wendigoni instead of gluttony? <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue as well, you know what I mean? No. So, I mean. One of the seven deadly sins, Wendigoni. Wendigoni. Doesn't work. Gluttony. Gluttony works better. Wendigoni. I don't know. <laughs> Wendigoni. So maybe the Native Americans didn't want people going into the forest at night and fear they would lose members of their tribe. So the folklore began. You you think it's a boogeyman story? It's, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't creatures we don't understand or creatures we haven't discovered, you know, because it's obvious there are. Uh, I'm saying I don't believe a physical Wendigo exists. I think it's more like a maniacal state of mind. Somebody just snaps. I, I mean, they're they're gluttons. They're starving to death. The uh, Vincent Lee, I think he might have just been a lunatic. He was a disgruntled Wal- former Walmart employee. I mean, maybe he worked for USPS. He went postal in Canada. You know? he had to, he had to save it till he got to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I know this is two episodes in a row where I said I didn't believe the stories that you're supposed to believe. I don't know. You're you're saying it's too easily explained away. I don't think it's a physical beast. It could be a state of mind. It could be a demonic possession. It's possible. So you're okay with going demonic possession, but not when to going. I don't honestly. I don't know if I'm going. I'm good with going demonic possession either. I guess I'm more inclined to say demonic possession or a just a lunatic or a boogeyman. But I don't think it's a physical creature out in the woods. I think it was a way to keep the tribe's people safe, prevent them from going out there and possibly falling into the river or whatever. Because back then, like, the bigger your tribe, the stronger you were. You don't want to lose people. So, hey, don't go out there at night. There's a Wendigo out there. Somebody just created a boogeyman story to keep Maybe. people in line. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they there is a lot of folklore for this creature. It's kind of all over the place. Maybe that's the problem. It's too all over the place. It's sort of the same story, but the physical descriptions change kind of a lot. Too much. So I don't believe it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And there it is. (laughs) Concluded. I mean, what do you guys think? Was Vincent Lee possessed by a Wendigo? Have you ever experienced a Wendigo? Do you know anyone who has? That's the question. Yeah, if so, email us, tweet us, DM us, Instagram us, Facebook us. It's all Bring on the Weird. Yeah, let us know. Bring on the Weird at gmail.com. Twitter, Bring on the Weird. Instagram, yeah. Bring on the Weird. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Bring on the Weird. You'll find us. Oh, we should shout out a our uh, first Patreon, right? <laughs> yeah, we should. Our, face, our first uh, Patreon supporter is Wanda. Should we say the last name? Sure, why not? Wanda Meadows. I know her. I do too. Thank you very much for your support. We really appreciate it. And if you want to be like Wanda, patreon.com slash bring on the weird. We got a bunch of things planned. Yeah, you guys are going to like it, but you got to support us. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. All right. Stay weird, world. Yeah, I'm going to win to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys.